It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefei alongside Wes Reynolds, a live betting extravaganza to where if you don't have a bet leading up to the game, we'll try to find you one over the course of the next three hours. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, at VEASAN Live is where you can find the show. At Wes Reynolds 1 is where you can find Wes. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. And while you're on Twitter, make sure you're using the hashtag VEASAN Live Bet. If you have a bet or a question, we'll discuss it on the program. Coming up, Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager, joins us in 15 minutes. We'll talk some college hoops with Matt and also the Honda Classic this week on the PGA Tour. We also have a big night of college hoops. Marquette Creighton in progress. Iowa State, Texas. Indiana, Michigan State. Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Georgia, Arkansas. All tipping off in just minutes. We'll get you those handicaps shortly. The NBA returns on Thursday, but later in the show, we'll take a look at some ATS trends that you need to know before you bet on the final third of the regular season. And also in the NFL, today is the first day that teams can franchise or transition tag key players the biggest name being Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson will he stay will he go we'll discuss if he were to leave how that might affect the betting market but first Wes 
is there a live bet that we can make right now? Then a clash song. Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> Starting off with a bang. It's always already. tease, tease, tease. Story of my <laughs> life. Uh, looking, uh, looking here uh, at the uh, scoreboard as we are going down the stretch here. Uh, we're about to get a couple six o'clocks. Uh, I think they've gotten delayed though. If you're watching this Tennessee Texas A&M game, still six fifty-two left to go. Vols right. down by one to the uh, Aggies who have been on a roll. I took the coldest team in the SEC against the hottest team. Hottest team being the Aggies, coldest team being the Tennessee Volunteers. So I'm just getting my uh, my my Don Best wasn't working. So let me. Uh, um, looking at the numbers right now, and I, I do have Creighton in a money line parlay attached to Missouri. Creighton out 17 to 13, minus seven in the hook, 144 and a half. Got the uh, first Big East game home tonight, and that was how about yeah. Villanova yeah. coming back against Xavier. Uh, I took the Nova my, uh, plus six, and I was like, okay, is this number getting too low? But Villanova, you know, we kind of said, you know, not going to get an at-large in the NCAA tournament, but, boy, if they could, like, win out mm-hmm. and maybe make a run in the Garden, this could be a very dangerous team in the Big East tournament, I think. Yeah, I mean, Justin Moore being back there is good as they've ever been all season long. Uh, he means so much to that team coming off of the Achilles tear that he suffered last year. And uh, that was the Elite Eight, right? It was right before yeah. the Final Four game. Yeah. So that's kind of why they were a wounded team against Kansas in that national Yeah, semifinal. and you knew that they were going to be down to, obviously, yeah. with, the, with the change in head coach, even though Neptune, former assistant, under Jay Wright. But just don't have a lot of depth. But 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 they're playing hard. They're in, like, every game, it feels like. Well, let's take a look at these games that are about to tip off at 6 o'clock before we start to get into the games that are going on right now. Indiana, Michigan State, your Hoosiers are catching 3.5. I even see an off-the-grid place that has a 4 out there. Total is at 137. Obviously, yeah. an emotional night at the Breslin Center. We don't want to be insensitive about this, but right. this is going to be a very emotional night for the No, it, it is. Happened. It is. First home game after uh, the, the, um, the horrible shooting last yeah. week on the campus of Michigan State University, but... And I and I did lay money line with Michigan State minus a dollar fifty in the overnight, just because look, not only the emotion but the fact that Michigan State and I think that they would be an at large team, they would be in the NCAA tournament. This would lock them in though to really this would give them that quad one win. Uh, you know, we'll see if Michigan State can be as good. And they were pretty good in the first game, even though Indiana pulled away in the second half in, in Assembly Hall. You know, exploit the gaps in the ball screens. And, you know, Tyson Walker who played ill that game. Even Tom Izzo came out and said, hey, you know, he probably shouldn't have played him. But, you know, I think he's going to be much more effective tonight. Now, Race Thompson, by the way, he only played four minutes in that first meeting. And he's been playing really good basketball of late. So I think Michigan State, that it just feel, it feels like their game, Femi. It really does. Now, I could see them slowing down or maybe a slow start, I should say, because of all the emotion. They were showing the Spartan Strong t-shirts that actually the Indiana kids are wearing with both the Michigan State Spartan logo and the Indiana Hoosier logo on there. So so that's nice nice to see. But, you know, once the ball is tipped, you got to get a game going. And uh, Michigan State actually led Michigan most of of the game on Saturday. And you look and say 84-72, Michigan blew them out. Michigan didn't take the lead until like the final about three minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and, and then just pulled away and made shots, and then Michigan State couldn't make anything, then foul, and that's what makes it a 12-point game, what really played to, like, more of a one- or two-possession game. So I thought a misleading final score, so I thought that gave Michigan State maybe a little bit of understated line value. So I do think that the Spartans uh, get the win over the Hoosiers tonight. Oklahoma is hosting Texas Tech. This game about to tip off shortly. Right now the Sooners laying two and a half total, 136 and a half. Yeah, two teams obviously at the bottom of the Big 12 because somebody quite frankly has to be. But Texas Tech, even if you look at their record, they're not way outside the bubble. Like they're not like last four out or something like that. They'd need a couple more wins, I think, to get close. But the big kid Amok is is healthier. Pop Isaacs is back. So obviously Texas Tech, that very much helps them offensively. If you can defend, you know, if these guys can give you any defense at all, Texas Tech might be one of those teams that has had such a tough year, but come the end, very dangerous at the end of February and into the Big 12 tournament. Oklahoma won the the first meeting uh, in uh, overtime. Now, keep in mind, Texas Tech didn't have like three players. They didn't have Bacho. They didn't have Pop Isaacs. They didn't have Amok in that game. So basically, Texas Tech, what they had to do is they had to load up on Grant Sherfield, who's really the main guy for the Sooners. But, you know, I, I, I think the line, just looking at it right now, and I did not bet this game, it looks fairly shaded to Texas Tech at two and a half. This might be like a halftime play mm-hmm. or something like that, but nothing for me at this point. And just going back to Indiana, Michigan State really quickly, we are starting to see some fours in the market. Yeah. So I wonder if there's going to be some late buyback on Indiana because I laid a dollar fifty money line in the overnight and you are now seeing I think as high as about a dollar ninety. Oof. What number would you need to bet the Hoosiers with the points? Uh if if uh if it got maybe to like four and a half or five, or if all of a sudden that Michigan State money line hit like two dollars, you, you know, then maybe you lay a little off with Indiana. But I I do think that this is that this is Michigan State spot. Now you you might like I was saying you might be able to get a little live in this game just simply because Michigan State you know all the emotion first game at the Breslin Center it's going to be yeah. sold out. You know, it's going to be a big-time game. you got a big opponent in town with Indiana. Do they start out a little bit slow? Where maybe Indiana, after like the under-12 timeout or 10-minute mark in the game, you know, has a few-point lead. Then you come in on Michigan State at like the bottom low on the money line. I think that's a really good strategy to go about this game here from an in-game standpoint because I don't think right now – I mean, you could lay three-and-a-half or four if you want to, but – like you said, there's probably going to be a better opportunity in-game to get a better price on Sparty. Iowa State and Texas has already tipped off here. The Longhorns, they closed 7.5-point favorites, total 136.5 here. Any in-game strategy in this game out in the Big 12? Yeah, just looking at this game, uh, Texas, of course, they've got to you know, hold serve because Kansas went ahead and beat TCU mm-hmm. on the road last night. So, uh, you know... Big deal, I think, with Iowa State and Texas uh, because the first meeting that they had with Hunter back in the Hilton Coliseum, uh, former Iowa State transfer, now at Texas, uh, you know, that was, you know, it was very heated. Uh, Gabe Kalsher and Marcus Carr, of course, used to be teammates. Marcus Carr, of course, now with Texas. So, you know, there was some physicality and some dust-ups between these teams in the first couple games. Uh, You know, Iowa State, they like to overload and deny on defense. That's usually not good against Texas, who can hit a lot of mid-range shots. uh, But, you know, they cut off the weak side well. So, I think Texas, I think they win this game. But 
I did not necessarily. I thought seven and a half looked a little bit high. Yeah, feels a little rich, but I mean, I guess maybe they're building and, in the spot. And it's well. looking like that now that I checked the score, the uh, first score update, we have 10-4 after the first oh. television timeout with Iowa State up top. Well, there you go. I'm trying to see what the live number. Yeah, you can get Texas laying five and a half if you want to lay it with the Longhorns if you missed out on that earlier in the day. Total 139 and a half. Uh, is this kind of a get-right spot here for Arkansas against Georgia? Razorbacks, they closed 13 and a half, total 142 and a half. Boy, boy you would absolutely think so. Because if not so. now, then when? You would absolutely think so because Arkansas, I mean, I haven't known what to make this team. I was wanting to buy in on this team, and then all of a yeah. sudden, you know, Nick Smith – you know, didn't play the second half against Texas A&M. Uh, uh, did play, I believe, 32 minutes on Saturday. Only had 10 points, but they laid out Florida. Florida without Colin Castleton. You know, they seem to be kind of a fade team down the stretch. So, yeah, this is a game they absolutely have to have because they got a back-to-back -back showdown on Saturday. They go to Alabama. Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday, they go to Tennessee. So, cool. you know, and then you get Kentucky at home. So this is your last, I guess, quote unquote, easy game. And you got to capitalize on it, you know, go to 19 and nine, eight and seven at home. Number was pretty big. I would have rather laid it than necessarily taken it, though. Right now, also in the SEC, Tennessee and A&M. We're at the under four media timeout there with 304 left to play the Aggies with a 61-58 lead. They are now laying three and a half minus 140 on the spread. If you want the volunteers plus 360. On the money line, mm -hmm. with still three minutes to go, and it being a three-point game, yeah. that is a little. Appetizing. Yeah, I, I'm on. I'm on the Vols here, actually, plus two in the overnight. So okay. we have that going, and then we do have an overtime game also in the SEC: Mississippi ah. State and Mizzou, all tied at 57. There you go. So the Mizzou wagon. What happened to them? I thought they could score. No, I know. Well, against before. Mississippi State, yeah. I mean they are a really good defensive <laughs> team. Uh, Mississippi State, by the way, minus 120 money line, 132 and a half on the total at DraftKings. All right. As you can tell, a busy night of college hoops here on the show. But when we come back, we'll welcome in our buddy Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager, to talk some college hoops and also the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I call my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. Game going on right now in the SEC. Tennessee and Texas A&M. Aggies up 62-61 under two minutes to play. We'll keep our eyes on that contest in College Station. But joining us now, like he does each and every week, we've bumped him up a day early, typically on Wednesday. Kind enough to join us here this Tuesday evening. He is Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager. Matt, hope all is well. Thank you once again for joining the program here. And before we get into the PGA Tour Honda Classic coming up later on this weekend, let's talk some college hoops here. And I know you guys have a lot of cool stuff that's coming up down the pike here with Selection Sunday less than three weeks away. Conference tournament odds are going to start populating. What can we look forward to over at DraftKings in the next uh, handful of days here? 
Yeah, hey guys, tough to believe. Conference tournament play begins in six days next Monday. Uh, so we'll be having up, of course, all the conferences to bet on for the for the uh, conference tournament winner. And then, of course, once the, the big dance rolls around a couple weeks later, we'll have uh, more betting options than, than you can uh, than you can than you can handle. So it's not going to be quite like the Super Bowl, but we'll have a, a vast majority of props focusing on seeds, regions, uh, really anything you can think of. So it should be a lot of fun come selection Sunday and, and that week leading up to the big dance. Matt, in terms of uh, tonight's card, uh, whether you already have the results in or current games going on, what were the heavy sides that were bet at your store tonight? Yeah, Virginia Tech uh, laying, got up to the three-point favorite. Lots of sharp money came in on them today. It was a classic instance of the unranked home team or unranked team laying to the ranked team. Didn't come through this time. Miami uh, has looked very impressive the last couple of weeks. Uh, just cut them uh, down to 45-1, to win it all in 10-1 to in the Final Four after that result tonight. You know, it's interesting that uh, that you brought up that Miami result there because I feel like that trend of the the unranked home favorite against that ranked team has been bandied about in the content space now and here at our network and in other places as well. Are you starting to see, Matt, more recreational betters become hip to that trend and start laying the points with that unranked home team? Or are they still taking the points with the quote-unquote better team getting points? The sports betters out there today, they're, they're really smarter than ever, savvier, savvier than ever. There's so much information available. So, I mean, even, a, you know, quote, unquote, a kind of more recreational or square better, they're still going to be much smarter than the average better even five, even ten years ago. So, you know, they're they're hip to these type of trends. And, you know, sometimes they get a little bit maybe overpriced toward that kind of uh, trendy pick. So, and tonight, you know, Miami proved that, you know, this, this line move probably wasn't correct. Matt, uh, one thing I want to ask you, not only from your, your store's perspective, but you as a better personally, do you find now that football is over and the bookmakers are not, you know, face deep or whatever deep in football and that they can concentrate on, on college basketball? Because it seems like early in the year, you've got so much going on. You don't have the time to go through 363 division one teams. So you got to kind of look at the power ratings, whether it's a Ken Palm or Torvik or whatever else is out there and go a little bit off that. Do you find now that you can kind of actually make what the numbers are and shade them a little bit more instead of just going off the power ratings? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, almost a full season's worth of data now for these teams uh, can really look at their resumes and, and what they've done over the course of a couple months rather than just a couple weeks or days. And November, you know, when when the season kicks off is really tough because you pretty much have all the major sports going at that point in time. So it's probably the bookmakers' uh, most uh, least desirable month of work is, is November. So, you know, now things have calmed down. We can concentrate on uh, the sports that are, that are still going on in the NBA, NHL, college hoops. So we can get some better prices out there usually and usually come out a little bit better results twice we're speaking with matt grill DraftKings trading manager before we turned our attention to the pga tour how'd they bet you with this indiana michigan state game because this is another one of those games with uh, an unranked home favorite against a, a pretty big program in the hoosiers yeah, I didn't really see quite the same trend as with the with the Virginia Tech Miami game where they were landing with Michigan State in this in this instance. Michigan State usually a pretty popular side. Indiana is as well. This one's a little bit more split at our house. Okay, Matt, let's go to South Florida and start the Florida swing. It is the Honda Classic, but it's in a really tough scheduling spot here between designated events and then the week before the API, Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill, and then the Players Championship. So not the superstar studded field uh, here this week at the Honda Classic. Sun JM, former winner, won here a couple of years ago. He is the current favorite. I believe I saw him uh, earlier today at 10 to 1, uh, mm -hmm. really pretty much in the market. But 
where are betters uh, going here without necessarily a clear favorite? Like we had a John Rom last week, or we've had, you know, a lot of these top end players playing these designated events. So are the betters willing to go a little bit down the board and take some shots here at the Honda Classic? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's funny. It's it, this week, as you mentioned, it falls in a really um, unfortunate spot in the schedule after two eleva- elevated events and before two more. So have a much lesser wire down field this week. Uh, but this could be, maybe create some opportunity. You can maybe get in for a little bit of a cheaper card this week, take some mid-level guys, because I think after this first couple of favorites, it really is a crapshoot. Uh, something to look for is a couple of crossover guys with Wiley, maybe a little bit of wind, some some water. So maybe look at guys like Matt Kuchar, Chris Kirk, around 30 to 1 might be some good options with some good crossover over history there. Maybe a little bit further down the board, guys like uh, ben, uh, Gordon Griffin. Uh, you can really throw in a lot of games here this week for a, for a cheap price. Well, maybe save some money for next week. You talked about this course and kind of the setup here and weather potentially playing a factor in this one. Is this one of those kind of tournaments where you're going to want to make sure you're 100% certain on the broadcast uh, on, on the forecast before you make a bet and knowing when guys tee off? Is it going to be that much inclement weather that we see down there in Florida? I saw this week supposed to be pretty calm. Wind would be a big factor. There's the 15 of the 18 holes here have water. You can't really miss these greens by much. So if it does start blowing, you can look for these scores to really start elevating into the maybe in the mid 70s or so. Uh, so it's gonna be it's a, a lesser field at a tougher course. So might not see too many under par win this tournament this week. Yeah, this is the heart. I was doing uh, the write up, which is now available at Veasan.com. This is the hardest non-major championship course on the PGA Tour every single year. The average round score is like one and a half strokes over par, so (laughs) 71.53. So there's another reason why you don't see a lot of guys. It's like, man, do they want to really beat themselves up before they got to go to (laughs) Bay Hill and the players and the match play and then the Masters. So kind of an easy week uh, for, for, for guys to take off here, but... You know, when I, when I was looking at this, I mean, it, it, this is a little bit of a crapshoot, but, you know, based on the stats, you want to look at approach. You want to look at off the tee. You look at a little bit of scrambling this week because, as Matt said, usually single digits under par. I think the best score under par was 12 under two years ago, which is a really high score for, yeah. for tournament standards. Someone else to look at this week. I'll give you guys my pick. So Johnny Vegas, if you can okay. maybe find him around the 35, 40 Spo- to 1 spoiler range. Spoiler alert. He- <laughs> <laughs> He's been up there for the last uh, 20, 30, 40 rounds. He's been really high in the ratings first. Shots gained approach. If he can be a couple shots on the positive side for putting this week, I expect him to contend maybe win, win this week. Do you have a, a, a long bomb in this one? Because you mentioned that it's a watered down field. Maybe somebody comes from the pack that's uh, not – really thought highly of heading into the tournament. Any uh, long shots that you like? Let's look at maybe SH Kim up around, up around the 70 or 80 range. Like him this week, again, did well at, the, at um, the Sony. And then a real long shot bomb around, I think, 250 or so, Novak. He also performed well at the Sony. Maybe he could make some noise here. And like Wes said, it's really wide open. So, again, you can take a couple more guys this week at some higher prices and hope for the best. Matt and I have very similar thoughts this week on on some guys, so I think that that's a good mm. thing for me. Uh, been the deep West. World. I did not read your preview. I, did, I swear, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't compare notes here, but yeah, just looking at the numbers and 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 I think it, at at DraftKings, and I say this every week, those across the country listening and watching us, you have those placement markets at your disposal that we don't have very many options out here in Las Vegas. Use those placement markets this week at DraftKings, those top 20s, those top 30s, top 40s, what have you. 
they're all available there because you're going to get some long bombs on the first page of the leaderboard. So, you know, make sure you're using those 10s and 20s and 40s at DraftKings this week. I'm going to take advantage of those derivative markets. And, oh, by the way, that is Andrew Novak, who Matt mentioned there. Andrew Novak currently 180 to 1 over at DraftKings. Like we say, shop around if you want to go ahead and get the best number. Uh, but he is Matt Grill, DraftKings trading manager. Matt, we appreciate the time. As always, excellent information this go around, as you always do, buddy. But uh, good luck with the bets this weekend on the PGA Tour and College Hoops, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you, Matt. Great to hear from our buddy Matt Grill on a Tuesday. While we were talking with Matt, stuff. we did have a buzzer beater in overtime. Mizzou oh. gets the win over Mississippi State. Does not cover the number. I think they were laying three and a half at the close. But mm -hmm. I actually had a second half under that held on in overtime, Femi. That is rare. Yeah, I feel like it should count for double. I mean, you should go see if they'll pay you double. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a second half it. under that hangs on in overtime. Absolutely, uh, with those teams. So, you know, it was Mississippi State's game, and that's why they covered the spread. But Mizzou gets a big win at home. We'll be back to talk some more college hoops on the other side. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. As basketball and hockey seasons continue, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here hanging out in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, what in the world has happened in this Tennessee-Texas A&M game, Wes? I don't know. This <laughs> this this officiating. And, and, and look, this game has run well over here. Uh, We're on two and a half hours, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and, and look, I may need extra time here because I have Tennessee plus two. Uh, this did that's where it did close for the most part. Also, uh, some one and a halves out there. So I may not get there. Tennessee has been uphill. Tennessee got the steal on the inbounds. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Vescovi got it taken right away from him. Uh, just uh, double team two guys around him blindsided here. So Texas A&M is going to make two foul shots here. So 66 to 63, 17.1 to go. One timeout left to go. Tennessee, 10 of 14 from the line. Texas A&M, 26 of 32. 32 free throws. Yeah, I'm, Texas A&M, you hit on it earlier before we uh, set up for the show. Are they the Providence? I'm, you know, either them or either them or Miami. But but Miami, mm -hmm. I think, is, is, is winning more convincingly. Texas A&M is like winning every close game. Is now Tennessee going to pretty much be dead to a three here. And Jeez. that that's Brick oh. City, USA. So we'll take five that ball's to going to Texas A and M, and uh, Tennessee gonna. Do not want to look at it? Gonna lose? Uh, I don't know. They I, might I, review. I think they're gonna go to the monitors. Yeah, Ten yeah. but <laughs> Tennessee uh, just not able to get it done, and that's why you know there are some people that are selling them a little bit in the NCAA tournament because they really have trouble scoring. They're a good defensive team, but. Texas A&M, I, I will say, you know, look. They didn't run anything on this place. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, didn't even try. 17 seconds, didn't even try to drive to the bucket and go for two. It was just a step back three, and it was well off. And, and Tennessee, by the way, not the best 
three-point shooting team either, 32%. Well, I, that's what I was going to ask you before they inbounded the ball. It's like, if you're A&M, you probably should just play this out and not do the foul. Game. Yeah, yeah. these guys are not threatening you from yeah, three. Yeah, because they were going to chuck a bad shot, which they did there. A&M looks like they're going to go to 13-2 and two in the SEC and 21-7. and seven. That is going to put them only a half game back of Alabama. A&M, to be fair, has played kind of an easy schedule. Mm-hmm. in the SEC, and that's why I actually thought Tennessee could get him tonight because, you know, this is the only meeting they have with Tennessee. They they only had to play Kentucky one time. By the way, they lost at Kentucky. Their two losses at Kentucky, at Arkansas, and SEC play, but they haven't played Alabama yet. And, and you just look, it's an imbalanced schedule because there's more teams, so you can't do a total round robin where it's home and home. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Texas A&M has taken advantage, I think, of, of easy scheduling. Uh, they've gotten to play LSU twice. They've gotten to play a uh, weak Georgia team at home, uh, South Carolina. So they're taking advantage of it. Is now Texas A&M going to inbound, uh, boy, 26 of 32 to 10 of 14 from mm. the foul line. That, that's your ball game. That, that, that's your difference here. Makes you wonder, huh? If you're if you were on Tennessee tonight, so <laughs> Texas A&M, by the way, was a very popular uh, tout service play today. So it looks like they're gonna they're gonna all get there. I kept looking; it was like ditto, ditto, ditto for A&M, A&M and then nothing in the Tennessee column. Yeah, so that made me even more a little bit more confident on my Tennessee play, to be honest with you. But not going to get there unless uh, this kid misses uh, Two foul shots, 3.1 left to go. This is the double bonus, obviously. This game now at over the two-and-a-half-hour mark. We had Matt Grill on, DraftKings trading manager, in the last segment, and I thought he brought up a really interesting point that I wanted to carry over here into this conversation, and it's about the spot for Texas A&M tonight against Tennessee or Virginia Tech against Miami and the Michigan State against Indiana. This home unranked favorite versus the ranked team who's on the road. Mm -hmm. And I thought the point that Matt brought up was something that I feel like doesn't get brought up enough is that the betting public and your average recreational better is getting smarter than it was five, 10 years ago. Yeah, they know it. They know it. Think about how much content, I mean, thanks to our network, other places as well that have done a good jobs of of informing betters that everyone's kind of hip to these sort of things now to where it's like it's so heavily baked in to where – yeah, I know it's been cashing as of late, but it's like I don't think you can just blindly do that and go ahead and expect to win. No, you can, and and I still, you know, handicap the game. Oh, jeez, that that wasn't even close. So, uh, I hope these teams don't play in the SEC tournament because I'll I'll go do something else with my time. You don't want to see forty five free throws. No, I I don't. <laughs> Texas A and M, by the way, final score sixty eight to sixty three. They Aggies do get the cover. Uh, here late with some foul shots and uh, 34 for the free throws in 40 minutes of play game does go over the total too. that total by the way closed 129 and a half two foul shots uh, pushes it over it took like five hours to get there but if you bet the over you're getting paid here but what back to what you were saying about the unranked favorite like you can't just necessarily play that blindly like you've still got to handicap the game and whatnot and plus you have more betting content and out mm-hmm. there where everybody's out there saying hey unranked favorite over over the ranked team you know and when yeah. everybody says it people bet it and when books know that they're going to shade those numbers too 100 and, and, and that's exactly what he said like when you asked him about hey now that football's over 
do you guys kind of start mm -hmm. taking more care and not just relying on dead power rating numbers to make a line and let the right. dictate where it goes? Now they can at least put their thumb on the scale to make even sharper numbers. Yeah, no question about it. So, uh, you know, that's exactly, I, I think, what happened in the, uh, the, the Miami-Virginia Tech. Now Virginia Tech got bet. Michigan State has gotten bet here. And it's kind of played out at least a little bit early what we thought this was going to be. Maybe a slow start for Michigan State. They mm -hmm. are now down 20 to 12. Not quite yet to the uh, eight-minute timeout here as uh, uh, both sides, uh, the Indiana staff, everybody wearing the Spartan Strong T-shirts, uh, Michigan State and Indiana. So, you know, that, that, that's a cool thing to see. It's and, nice you know, gesture. obviously, you know, Big Ten Conference mates and, you know, sharing their condolences and the sadness for what happened on the uh, East Lansing campus uh, early, or earlier last week. Indiana, by the way, minus three and a half, 133 and a half on the total. If you want to go money line, Hoosiers minus 160, Sparty plus 130. So we talked about this before the game tipped off that Michigan State, with all the emotion in the building, all the adrenaline, maybe it works against them early on. Would this be a spot to where, let's say we get to the under eight timeout and it's still a seven or six point game? Would you then back Michigan State if you did not have a position already on this game? I I, I probably would, but they got to find an answer for Trace Jackson Davis, which they did not have, by the way, in the first meeting between these two teams. He's got seven already, three of three from the floor. You go back to that January 22nd game where Michigan State, very competitive in the first half, actually got off to a really good start. And then it was all Indiana in the second half. Trace Jackson Davis, by the way, had 31 and 15 in that game and that's why i think michigan state is where they are and that was a, a mistake by tom izzo did not go get another try to get a big guy or maybe try and just couldn't get one uh you know, the there's NIL only so up. many out there but didn't try to get a big guy in the portal it it, it didn't seem like and they should really they could really use it because if you look where they've really struggled it was down low it's way too much zach Eady, yeah yeah he dribbling the ball giving it a headache <laughs> I, 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 that's a pet peeve of mine, just as a basketball fan, not as a better, just dribble, 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 yeah. dribble, 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 dribble. It's like, so good grief. Move the freaking ball. Leave that to the professionals. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't need, like, like if Al, if Allen Iverson want to do that. Yeah. He's good enough. All right. He's got the handle to do it. You don't, you know, well, before we go to break here, we got about a minute and a half left. Uh, we're at halftime of Marquette and Creighton. That's the fun game out in the Big East, and the Blue Jays have a 40-32 to 32 lead. They're laying one in the second half market. The total is at 78, and uh, when you take a look at the box score here, man, Creighton, they've been shooting it pretty well from uh, from the field here, 53% mm -hmm. as a team. And and I'm on Creighton in the back half of a uh, money line parlay with Missouri, who just barely got home, so I'm trying to do a little uh, examination here and see if I want to maybe try to middle mm. with Creighton Moneyline and then Marquette essentially getting plus nine for the game. Creighton, by the way, uh, you know, they, they've been on a roll. Remember, they were nine and eight in the yeah. middle of January, and now they're 18 and nine. And we saw it. Well, Kalkbrenner's back. Yeah, and Kalk didn't play the first game, by the way, against, against Marquette. That back on December 16th, Marquette is 69-58 winner at home. So – that has absolutely made the difference. So I'm I'm going to monitor this. Creighton, by the way, six of seventeen from three. Marquette three of eight. Creighton overall fifty three percent. Marquette forty five point two. I felt Marquette was good, but there's some there's some regression I think coming for this team. Even though you look at them twenty one and six, 
13 and three held on to beat Xavier over the weekend. Marquette, by the way, in first place, Creighton can tie them actually at 13 and four with the win tonight. So we'll see if uh, either Shaka smart can get this thing back on the tracks or maybe Creighton with another statement victory at home in the Big East. Also, by the way, we're at the under eight timeout now in East Lansing, Indiana up 22, 13 against Michigan state Sparty now catching four and a half and they are plus 180 on the money line after going off as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Interesting stuff in the Big Ten. We'll wrap up hour number one on the other side as VEASAN live bet tonight. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you, here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question. I promise you have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of VSIN Live Bet Tonight is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are the too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Today, warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino, taking in some college hoops, a big night of college basketball here on tap and it'll carry us through much of the show this evening and we were talking during the break about the tennessee volunteers kind of continuing this conversation because tennessee earlier tonight uh, just moments ago i should say lost to texas a&m on the road at college station and i did a little twitter search here wes and i typed into my twitter search tennessee frauds just to see what People were saying. And I bet you got a lot of activity in that feed. There's there's a lot of content when you search Tennessee frauds. And that's just kind of what has now become the overall sentiment about this Tennessee Volunteers team. And in my brain, when I see everyone kind of with the same general opinion about a team saying, oh, this team is a fraud, this team is a fraud, uh, I start to think, at what point do they become valuable, and what point should we be betting on this team? Mm-hmm. And if there's so much sentiment, because it honestly feels like people are foaming at the mouth, ready to fade Tennessee into oblivion once Selection Sunday gets here and the brackets and the and the lines come out for those opening round games. This might be the least amount of pressure Rick Barnes has ever had. Everyone's expecting him to lose right. first weekend. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, And look, I, I share the concerns, as I was saying, about Tennessee. Oh, because yeah. they, they, they have been, you know, a little bit flawed, especially offensively. But you don't want to necessarily say, okay, this, this team has no chance. I, I know that they were 18-3, and three, and now they're 20-8. and eight. They're 2-5 and mm-hmm. five in, their, in their last seven games. Now, 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 keep in mind, uh, in, in the midst of that were wins over Alabama, who's going to be a number one seed, also a win over Auburn. So they lost on the road at Kentucky, at Texas A&M, at Vanderbilt, which, who's been kind of coming along lately with Liam Robbins being back. And then they lost to Florida when Florida still had Colin Castleton. So you look at Tennessee down the stretch. They get South Carolina and Arkansas at home, and then they got to go to Auburn. If they go two and one in that stretch, they're what uh, twenty two and nine. Mm-hmm. So that would be, I think, like eleven and seven in the SEC. 
yeah, you don't want to sell a team too quickly. And, that, and that's the thing. Whenever, say, somebody says, oh, I'm going to buy in March or I'm going to sell this team in March or whatever, okay, fine, but I always say this, and I know I'm a broken record. It depends on the draw. Mm-hmm. It depends on who you get. Styles make fights, yep. as they say. So, you know, if you're getting, you know, all, uh, you know, a team that is maybe a little bit faster pace and dependent on pace and space, that's a tough matchup against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's a very tough matchup for a team like that. But, you know, that's the same thing. It's like, okay, if you get, you know, rock fight teams. Right up the route. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and if they're all, like, right together, then there's a lot of randomness there. So that's one thing you got to keep in mind. It's like, you know, we all have who we like to bet at all, but it's like when somebody says, hey, Wes, what's your final four? I have no idea. Yeah, there's no way you can answer that I question. don't know. What I'm, what you know, all these people are gonna like pick the top four teams. It's like, okay, well, you know, number one seeds don't always get there necessarily, or at least all four of them. So that's why I think it's always kind of ridiculous because you have no idea what the draw is going to be. And I think to kind of put context around this whole Tennessee thing, in case you're just joining us here. They have been playing bad basketball as yeah. of late. Like this is not coming out of thin air. Like our buddy Jeff Parles, who is a host here on Vsin, hosts Live Bet Sunday, Live Bet Saturday. He tweeted out that the Volunteers are three and eight when they allow sixty points or more. Like, like that's really bad. Yeah, and it, it goes to show you that they have trouble scoring the basketball. But with that said, if Tennessee is in the second round, and like what's bracket? I'm gonna look at bracket matrix. See what they have Tennessee right now. Yeah, as a three seed. Yeah, so I let's haven't say looked. Tennessee's playing an eleven seed. And everyone likes the like, all of a sudden Tennessee's only laying one or one and a half. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you going to take one and a half with an eleven seed against right. Tennessee? Right. Yeah. And you and <laughs> look, you've got you've got to look. I think at, at the uh, at the draw of what this is going to be. Uh, I think yeah, this was updated as of earlier today. I believe I was just taking a quick look at Lenardi and where he still had Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think he still had him on the three line. Yeah, yeah, that's where Bracket Matrix has him as a top three. Mm-hmm. Now this would be. I mean, you know, Hofstra. Would be the 14 seed now. Hofstra is a quick, is a fast team with a couple mm-hmm. senior guards, so they might ask for a you know want a better matchup. But I'm guessing Tennessee Hofstra money line, <laughs> perhaps. I'm guessing Tennessee may drop to the four line here, uh, perhaps with with yeah. this loss, and somebody from that four line is is going to go on up because what they released last weekend, they released those top 16 seeds on CBS. Of course, that's the protected seeds one through four mm-hmm. in each region. And like Indiana was in there and, you know, and I think deserved to be in UConn was not UConn was five and everybody's like, Oh my God, you know, and I think UConn should be on the four. There is still a lot to be changed here. Okay. This is going to be, this is so cliche, but it is very apt. This is a fluid situation. (laughs) It's exactly what it's going to be. It is going to change now. You know, I think you got a couple teams that are probably really, really damn set on the one line, Alabama and Kansas. I wouldn't say Houston yet. No. Houston takes a couple bad losses in the American. Then they're off the one. Then they're going to be the two. So they're not clinched right now, even though some would probably have them as the overall number one seed. But look, Purdue's been struggling. Purdue's kind of barely hanging on that one line right now. So a lot of this is going to switch. You know, it isn't just the, I think what we focus on is who's going to get in more than the seeding. Mm -hmm. Usually, and what I've noticed uh, from the committees over the last couple of years, I haven't had many gripes over who got into the NCAA tournament. No. 
where my gripes are, and we'll have odds makers on this network. We could talk to any of the odds makers in town that follow this all year round. It's like, oh, the seeding is way off. Like there's the discrepancy in the seeding between the odds makers and the guys on the selection committee. Well, the selection committee, they're not power rating no. teams. I no, mean, like, like, they're I, looking they, straight up at data and, you yeah. know, how many quad one wins exactly. and, and all and all of that stuff. And, and so you can get a quad one win, but if you're not covering and said quad one win, right. like it's not going to knock you versus in power rings. Like, okay, well, this team continuously fails to meet expectations, even though they're winning. All right, let's bring them down in a power rating standpoint. But mm-hmm. they're not looking at that stuff. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, you know, there's always been a list, a little bit of the argument of like, should we maybe have like a retired bookmaker on like the selection <laughs> committee? And I, I agree with that. I think we Even should. Absolutely. You know, now, now I remember coach Knight used to always say, Oh, we need more basketball people on, on the committee. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's the answer either coach, because, uh-huh. because what if you get somebody on the committee and you're evaluating somebody and like, yeah, I remember this guy screwed me and took this recruit away from me. Uh-huh. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How do you keep that bias out? You can't because everyone's human, you know, but, but I understand diversifying it and saying, you know, Hey, you know, maybe have a couple coaches, you know, ex coaches or have a couple conference commissioners, have a couple athletic directors, but you know, add maybe somebody from not only the analytics community, but add somebody from the sports betting community Add a retired bookmaker that loves college basketball. Be like, okay, this is where you're looking here, you know, and pointing out to these guys that don't understand our world, you know. My only concern with the retired bookmaker is that with the power ratings, there's always those handful of teams every single season that get rated really well, but just fail to cover or they fail to kind of meet those expectations. Like, like their, right. under, their underlying stats are awesome, but they're not winning games. Right. Kind of like there's always those kind yeah, of, yeah. just like that we have the frauds who win and get lucky. We also have the teams that are like, oh, well, their underlying stats say they're like a top 15 team. Okay. But they've, they're 500 in conference play. <laughs> like, what's, yeah. What's no, no, no on? question. I think that you get that <laughs> luck factor Yeah. going forward. So, you know, that's incorporated, I think in a lot of the power rating stuff, but, but, but it'll be, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, this is going to be changing basically day by day, and we're going to uh-huh. get bracketology updates now every it's single hourly. day. And when hourly. that content is out in the space, keep it mind before you bet that, that that gets priced into the market. They, they know what the guys behind here know what Joe Lenardi has. And then it's like, okay, it's going to be priced in where this team's got to win. This team's got to have it. There was an example tonight in a in a mid-major conference that benefited me. Youngstown State has a one-game lead in the Horizon League, and they have IUPUI, one of the worst teams in the country, to finish out the regular season. So they're laying four and a half at Robert Morris tonight. They could clinch the Horizon title, yet the market goes against them. Boy, that was your tell. Mm. That was your tell that Robert Morris was the side, and they were the absolute nuts, 83-64 final. <laughs> Learn something new every day, folks. That does it for hour number one. We'll get you caught up on all the college hoop scores going on right now as we begin hour number two on the other side. If you're looking for a betting edge on the biggest games, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for just $9.99 and get access to the best betting talent and so much more. VEASAN Pro subscribers receive it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.